in truth and in worship. 24 hours a day on The Way. 101.1. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Is Biden planning on reversing our recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital? Has HAL 9000, the rogue computer from the Space Odyssey movie, actually come to life? And how can the church be a champion for life and a travel agent for death? We'll attempt to give you the answers as we explore the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, June 17th, 2022. And as the Burger King of podcasts, you can get signs of the times your way by subscribing to Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google, or just partake of our prophetic goodness when you download the Way Media app or hit us up at thewaymedia.net, which is the only place where you can read the articles we discuss or ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question. And now, here to apply Neosporin to the infections of our world is Pastor Mark, who recently shared a relevant statistic with me, I found this very interesting, that women who carry a little extra weight live longer than the men who mention it. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that okay, was, so that, that was, yeah. All right, see, I didn't even genuine, need, I did not need to fire the laugh track that was or the clapping. Chuckle. That was a genuine and, chuckle. And by the way, I do want to say this, though. Again, if they do get the uh, the uh, Burger King of, of, of Signs of the Times, be sure and stay away from the medium fry, because we don't get into spiritism. That's right. That would, the joke about the small medium at large. You no, know, anyway. he's a medium. Yes, he's a medium. He's a medium fry. Yes. The little thing wrapped around the top of his head. Yes. Okay. Well, my joke was, okay. it was as no, bad as No, but yours. listen, here, listen, clear, <laughs> clearly this is not... Is this, my mic turned down? Am I, my, you're doing that on purpose. I'm just kidding. Oh, kind of there you go. There is you go. that that's better? Good. Yeah, okay. that's better. But okay. I'm kind of serious and joking like, oh, okay. turns the mic off. Well, this <laughs> is clearly not your run-of-the-mill Signs of the Times yes. uh, podcast, and we have good reason why. So. Yes. Oh, come on. You thought you thought that we would forget. I totally didn't think you'd do anything, really. Yeah. Oh, it's time to celebrate Pastor Mark's birthday. <laughs> and you're eating the dessert. There you are, eating the dessert. The other side of the class. Oh, my goodness. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I appreciate you dressing up like a minion. I, I wondered why you had on that outfit today. And, yes. But for those watching, I can't pull that off. But for now those for, on the radio, you can picture Greg. Now, for those people that you're, can you're, see me and saw me eat cake, there is a <laughs> there is a giant chocolate bundt cake in the refrigerator for Pastor Mark for him to take. Yes, I am. To take up there. I, I'm going to eat a cake. Much. Thank you. I'm going to eat a cake in front of you. <laughs> and you not have a cake. Well, you know, again, I'm glad you used the example. You keep that in there because you're very amenionated. And <laughs> yes. so that'll be good to use for later articles and things that, that come up. Yeah, I will do there that. There you go. That's good. Thank you for the bundt cake. <laughs> 
That's yeah. Anyway, that's but great. You'll get that later. I love it. I, need, love to, it. I need to keep you focused because we've Here got we go. lots of articles a to great talk show about today, and I need you on point. Let's do it. All right, let's go to Israel. Got a couple of articles here, Pastor Mark. The first one is from Israel 365 News. Um, According to a report, Biden is planning to reverse Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. It hasn't happened yet, but the reports are saying it it yeah. will. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so what are the implications if this does happen? Well, and let's let the article tell yeah. you most of it, and then we'll talk about it. A report in the Washington Free Beacon cited sources in the State Department confirming that the Biden administration will move forward with establishing a new office of Palestinian affairs in Jerusalem that will act independently of the U.S. ambassador to Israel's office there. The move goes against the express wishes of the Israeli government. He basically, it's, you know, it's, it's like going into one country, but you're a guest. You go into their country and you go directly against their express will. This is so, it's really rude of America, basically, in, in, in addition to being wrong. Still, the Biden State Department is going further, even farther, uh, opening an official Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem, wholly independent of the U.S. Embassy in Israel. This consulate will act as a de facto embassy to the Palestinian Authority in Jerusalem, a move that violates international law. So we're rude, we're violating international law, and we're right in Israel's face, and in God's face, more importantly. This is by establishing an office dedicated to the Palestinian government in the city, The administration is reopening the possibility of allowing that government to assume control of portions of that city. The Free Beacon wrote, he served as special assistant to former U.S. Ambassador David Friedman. That is uh, this David Milstein who wrote that. Opening a diplomatic office to the Palestinians in Jerusalem after the U.S. recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital, making it clear Jerusalem is a part of Israel, has the same disastrous consequences as opening a formal consulate. Told the free, uh, Milstein told the Free Beacon, this decision is a blatant effort to unravel the implementation of the Jerusalem Embassy Act in 1995 and circumvent Israel's clear opposition to a formal consulate, especially since the Biden administration admits this step as a part of its plan to open the consulate still. The Israeli government, I'm reading a lot this time because I wanted to read a lot from this article, so bear with me, we're almost done. The Israeli government strongly opposes the plan, no kidding, saying it could be understood as a de facto approval of a Palestinian capital capital in Jerusalem and a unilateral move by the Biden administration to implement the aspect of a two-state solution without the consent of the Israeli government. Since when did our government need the consent of anybody else to do anything they wanted? Just look at our families today and what they're doing. Israeli authorities propose that the U.S. reopen the mission in Ramallah or Abu Dis. But the PA rejected the idea. So here's the bottom line. We're going to go into your country and force you to accept, although it's against international law, we're going to force you to accept a new consulate for a total different people group that we're establishing a nation in your capital as a nation. Now, I know they talked about the possibility of two states splitting up Jerusalem. Again, may very well happen. But the arrogance, the pride, the 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 um, lawlessness, the um, just... It's just so disgusting. The in-your-face-to-God that the, the Biden administration is doing, Greg, Greg, is disgusting. Basically forcing a consulate there, trying to make Jerusalem two different nations and two different capitals, whether Israel likes it or not. And um, God doesn't like this. And we talked about it in his yeah. word. He said, you divide my land, you're messing with me, and I'm going to deal with you. And so our government, sadly, we're in this nation, which means he's going to be dealing with us. And what that means, I know as Christians, we're protected, but I expect we're going to see probably some chastisement on our nation because of what our president is doing uh, it, this will probably happen uh maybe not through biden 
But the Antichrist will no doubt do it, whether it's Biden now or the Antichrist later. But it reminds me of uh, Judas when he was betraying the Lord. Um, You know, the Lord knew that had to happen. It had to happen for prophecy to be fulfilled. But he said, you know what? There has to be this betrayal. He said, but woe to the man by whom the betrayal comes. So there has to be this dividing up of the land, this betrayal of Israel by the world, us being part of it. But I would say this, woe to our president and woe to our nation for being a part of it. You know, when you talk about the Antichrist being involved in that, we know that there's a lot of things that are reserved for him, in him alone, even though world leaders have tried to do it, such as bring peace to the Temple Mount. Right. When Well chronicled. We've talked about that many times on this program. But you've got to wonder, Pastor Mark, if when that time comes for the Antichrist to broker the peace treaty, to bring peace to the Temple Mount, which will in essence, allow the Jews to rebuild their third temple and do all the things that Ezekiel 42 talks about. Right. You've got to wonder that the Jews would be, of course, you know, everyone at that point, the world will be in such shock because of the world events that are going to happen. Yeah. That the fact that they get to build their temple, splitting the capital at that point is probably going to be something that the Jews will probably go along with. Yeah. If if the splitting of the capital capital doesn't happen until then. Yeah. No, I think you're right, Greg. And I think that that's maybe part and parcel what's being reserved by God for the antichrist to do yeah. as prophecy is basically spelled things out for us. Now it right. hasn't talked about dividing Jerusalem and the capital, right. but it's talked about Dividing the Temple Mount right. and allowing the Jews to rebuild their third temple. But you would think as the Temple Mount goes, so goes Jerusalem. Yeah, well, and it does talk about they will divide my land. God said they will divide my yeah. land. It talks about in the last day. So he's going to be so dividing he's do it, somehow. it to some, somehow. Yeah, and, and again, remember, they're setting the stage. You're getting yeah. used to it now. You're hearing it. You're hearing it. And all you have to do, Greg, is get in a more liberal leader than conservative. Now, they yeah. got the more liberal guys in right now. They're about to go out. Uh, their their government looks like it's collapsing. If it does, they're saying that possibly uh, Netanyahu, Bibi, is going to get back in there, which would throw a kind of conservative wrench into everything. So there may be a little bit of a some kind of delay there. But then once he's gone again, it's going to go back. It's going to keep going harder liberal every time. Yeah. And that's going to lead toward uh, the Antichrist. Yeah. All right. Our next article uh, is from The Blaze. Egypt and Israel are increasing oil exports to Europe. To compensate for the EU's embargo on Russian fuel products. Greg, this is huge, and we predicted this, what, a year ago, two years ago? How long ago? Maybe more than that. Years ago. We've been talking about this. It's happening. Well, we predicted it, Pastor Mark, when they discovered Leviathan. Yep, you're right. Whenever that was. How long ago that was. Because we were like, what's the booty? What's the spoil that Ezekiel was talking about? That's right. When that was revealed, wow. Yeah, and so now we've been saying, we've told you guys as listeners, again, not because we're prophets, but because we know what the Bible says, and God's word is prophetic. We know that something's going to happen to pull Russia down in here. They're going to feel forced to go down and take action against Israel. I believe it's becoming very clear this will be one of... Of the main reasons, and that is oil and gas resources that have now been discovered in Israel. And uh, we talked about the fact that, um, let me read the article. Yeah. Uh, listen to what it says. On Wednesday, countries of Egypt and Israel pinned a deal with the European Union. Now, we did talk about the fact that they're going to take the some of the revenues of the European Union away from Russia. This is what we said to be watching for. Here it is. They pinned a deal with the European Union to increase, increase liquid natural gas sales to EU member states that are 
are hoping to reduce their dependency on petroleum-based fuel products from Russia. Why? Because Russia's cutting them off. The war's making Russia cut them off. And so they said they've got to find their oil somewhere else. The deal, which was finalized, dramatic pause, in a ritzy Egyptian hotel, will require Israel to send gas to Egypt for it to be liquefied and then shipped to the EU member states, according to the EU Commission, Chief Ursula von von der Leyen, ABC News reported, she's the first woman to ever lead this, with a special moment, von der Leyen proclaimed in a joint press conference, alongside representatives of the Egyptian and Israeli governments, I very warmly welcome the signing of this historic agreement. Greg, this is massive in so many ways. Number one, they're sticking their finger in Russia's eye. Saying, all right, you're not going to give us any gas? Then forget you. We're going to go somewhere else and get it. That's going to make Vladimir Putin that much more upset. He's going to have to take some kind of action because they need that money to survive as a nation. That is their majority income. We, we talked about that. The majority of their national income is from, is from all the gas supplies they give to Europe. Then we said there's going to be a connection somehow to Israel that's going to pull Israel into right in the middle of this mess and get and, and make the yeah. ire be against Israel because they're the ones supplying it. And we talked about Iran moving into Ezekiel 38 and 39, moving into Israel, something pulling Russia down in there. Listen, Vladimir Putin, hey, you're giving you're now giving gas to them when we're shutting them off. You're you're poking our finger in your in our eye. Europe's poking us in the eye. We need the money. We can't let this happen. And you know what? The world doesn't like you anyway. We're, we're going in. We're taking you. Man, I'm telling you, the stage is set. And Greg, let me add to this. Um, the attacks that happened to Damascus Airport last week, you heard about. We didn't talk about it on the show. No, I we think. didn't. Well, give me a second. I know it's not in the notes. I apologize. Okay. This, You're fine. And I'm going to go outside the notes. I okay. color outside I, the yes, lines. You Bear do. with me. That's okay. I've got um, my seatbelt on. The the U.S. I mean the uh, Israeli army went in and bombed the civilian airport in Damascus. Two big bombs in one runway, two big bombs in another. They didn't hurt anybody on the runways, whatever. But they could not use those runways at all because Iran was shipping in uh, military equipment under uh, in disguise yeah. in that civilian airport. To attack Israel, because Iran has now said, we're turning all our cameras off and our centrifuges. Yes. They've gone back to 90% production, full steam of getting 90% uranium. uranium. Yep. And they're saying, they, they pretty much think they have enough for a bomb. So here's what here's what Israel's saying. They've turned off their cameras. We know they don't have enough for a bomb. We caught them bringing in materials. They're going to be moving on us very soon, and they're making that clear, which means this. We have to attack first. So Israel's kind of already saying behind the scenes, we will be attacking Iran soon. And that was the precursor to stop them bringing weapons in. We have no choice. We're backed in a corner. Greg, with this new development of of Russia being pushed with the gases, Israel attacking Iran, which I think will happen. Again, these could be things that start this whole process, whether it happens overnight or happens over months. Starting a process of of basically Iran becoming Yosemite Sam. And they're going to move down there toward Iran. They're going to come to Russia, come join us. They're going to both have reason to go in, one based on hate, one based on gas and oil resources, Ezekiel 38 and 39. God intervenes, and we have this whole end times process underway. It is getting very noticeably exciting. You know what's interesting is that for as many times as we've read Ezekiel, uh, and we really don't know in terms of the prophetic timeline of things where the rapture is going to fall. Right? Is the rapture going to occur before Ezekiel 38 and 39, in the middle of Ezekiel 38 and 39, or shortly thereafter? Right. We don't know. But with the technology that we have today and the news outlets that are there, and you're going to have 
an unbelievable amount of troops amassing on Israel's border, yeah. that's going to be on every news station oh, all over the world. Think about it. And it's a great point. And Ray. you're going to have a a front. And here's the thing: when we say this, we're not we're not happy about the destruction of human life. Yeah, of course not, right? But we're talking about from the standpoint of prophetic fulfillment, mm-hmm. which is one of the milestones of end times prophecy is Ezekiel because it's the gateway for the remaining unfulfilled prophecies That's in right. Scripture. That's right. And people are going to be able to witness it live. I'm assuming yes. it will be televised. Oh, yes. There's no doubt, Greg. And see, here's the thing. What's so cool about that? You, just, you brought up kind of a whole perspective I hadn't yeah. thought about from this angle. Again, remember, he says he's going to reveal himself to the entire world at that point. Israel will know. Yes. But he says also the entire world will know that God intervened for Israel. Says that in Ezekiel. Yeah. Well, if everybody's there watching this and they hear this and they see this, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I mean, when you watch whatever happens that's supernatural, and you've heard my theory of the volcanoes, whatever happens, something supernatural will happen. When you watch that take place, you're going to sit back and everybody's going to be sitting. I think their mouth hanging open, staring at the TV going, "I, I can't believe. Yeah. That five six of the Iranian and Russian army just got destroyed by this supernatural event on the border of Israel, and all this big buildup. Here's how it ended. I mean, it's almost like you've got the world champion there with a nobody, and they're boxing it out, and everybody's expecting this massive wipeout by the world champ, Mike Tyson, in his peak. For imagine that, imagine that in his peak, right? And some nobody gets in the ring. You're thinking round one, you're done, and in round one. An uppercut comes suddenly out of surprise to Mike Tyson, and he hits the ground. Yeah. And everybody just, the place just silence in the whole auditorium. Everybody's frozen. They're like, I mean, you're, sh- you're shocked. Shocked. It, that's nothing compared to what it's going to be like when they see this. So, yeah. uh, again, great perspective of, of what that's going to be like. Yeah. Wow. Exciting. Exciting indeed. You may be a businessman or some I almost want to sing that every time. I, hey, you you like, I never even liked him that much, man. Yes, somebody. Yes. Sorry. It's Mark Dillon, Bob's brother. Somebody. This is from the Times of Israel. That's Abby back in that booth. As Pastor Mark uh, regales us with his rendition. Uh, as Russia threat grows, visiting European Union chief looks to Israel for solutions. Oh, yeah. You know, this is baffling on the surface because the EU has not been a friend to Israel. Yeah. They've been an enemy to Israel, really, with some of their edicts that they've made. So how how does this make sense, Pastor Mark? Well, I'll tell you why. This is the same lady now from the Trump in the EU right now. That she's the same one here, this uh, von der Leyen, same lady that's taught, that we just looked at the last article, you know, about the oil and gas um, why is this so important again? Because, Greg, this goes right in line again with... This just has to do with the energy It issue. adds to it. It yeah. adds to it. It's, but let me read. It's more than that. It's not just... The, it's, listen to this. It says, von der Leyen will be meeting Palestinian leaders in Ramallah, tour the Yad Vashem Holocaust Museum, and so on. But the heart of the trip is ultimately the Russian invasion of Ukraine and profound reorientation sparked by that aggression, including Europe's sudden need to expand its defense capabilities, energy supply, and food security. Notice these three things. Now, again... The first article we just read by this lady was to expand energy supply. But look, look, now there's three things, though. Energy supply, 
food security, and defense capabilities. See, this is amazing. You would think, why would you go to a nation the size of New Jersey for defense capabilities and food supply and energy? Look what Israel has to offer. Look how God has blessed this land. They, they are the number three exporter of fruit to the world. That is Israel. And they're the size of New Jersey. Um, so there's your food security. Their energy supply. They have one of the largest natural gas supplies in the world, in Leviathan, out in the Mediterranean. And now the great oil reserves they found in the Golan. And Greg, defense capabilities? Israel is one of the leaders of the world in technology and defense capabilities. They not only have great defense system like the Iron Dome and all the modern technology of, of just the modern jets. They, they take our F-35s, which are our best jets, when they buy them, Greg. They take them and upgrade them. They make them better than the American F-35. So their F-35s are better than our F-35s. They have lasers now, and we have lasers too, but their lasers are so advanced. They said within just a short amount of time, their lasers will do what the Iron Dome's doing. Lasers will blow all these things out of the sky. So Europe doesn't have that. And Europe goes, wow, let's see, we're this massive uh, uh, region of land on the earth that's much larger than the United States, but we need to go to New Jersey to find our energy capability, our food reserve, and our, and our defense. Unbelievable. That right there makes a statement about Israel, what God is doing. Yeah. But this, again, Greg, just makes Russia all the more upset. Uh, von der Leyen is a, a descendant of a German uh, aristocracy. She is both uh, personally and professionally European, Europe incarnate, they say. They say she is the picture of Europe. She is, she is royalty in her lineage, her line. So she, she encompasses Europe, and she's now their leader in the sense of leading the European Union. And she sounds like it. She has called for a federalized United States of Europe and has expressed the hope of a pan-European army. That's not a little green guy with a sword, uh, <laughs> which will one day be established. Uh, and her uh, could be the hook in the jaw, though. Mm. Hook. Yeah. Sorry, I get sidetracked. I mean, that, it's that might be days. a stretch. Okay. I'm sorry. I, let me have fun today. It's my birthday. It is your birthday. Her support for a stronger and more integrated European defense didn't begin with Putin's latest war. She tweeted this. It is time for Europe to step up to the next level on defense. For that, we need a better intelligence cooperation with the Joint Situational Awareness Center, Israel, improved interoperability, Israel, a European cyber defense policy with legislation on common standards, all these things to be helped by Israel. Isn't it amazing? Now you see why, okay, the Antichrist is going to be based out of Europe. But now Europe is looking to Israel, the one he wants to conquer and wipe out, and they really do secretly, as their helper. This is making that link. And now you see why maybe the Antichrist, this might even be part of the reason, Greg, the Antichrist goes in and makes this deal with his friend Israel and lets them rebuild their temple. And I'm glad we have this agreement now on our energy resources and all these other things. I mean, you can watch this whole thing unfolding about what's happening yeah. here. But but to, to realize the ultimate betrayal is coming at the end, it's amazing to know what's going to happen. It's, again, exciting stuff here, what's happening with the link of Europe and Israel. And how, unfortunately, blind they are to it coming. Yes, absolutely. Well. You're right. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Is it, it's halfway point. Yeah. We, we've got three questions this week, Pastor Mark, so we're going to get to them now, uh, just a little bit before the top of the hour. Uh, this first question is from Karina, and she writes, I was curious about when the rapture happens, will all the Christians seemingly drop dead or will we disappear? 
I read the books left behind several years ago, which implied that we would all disappear, and I was wondering if that was to be true or not, or do we know for sure? I'm trying to figure out what to tell my loved ones who maybe aren't believers yet what to look for when it does happen. Yeah. Will they find me dead or will they find me at all? That's a great question. Yeah. A great question. Let me just say, I think there's probably different spectrums where people could argue different arguments on this, Karina, but I can tell you, we don't know for a fact, but I can tell you there's a great implication that we will be gone. The indication is our bodies will be gone. And where do I get this from? Uh, the only pure rapture, and I'll call it that, that we've had in the Bible so far uh, was Enoch. And it says when Enoch was taken, it says that God raptured him. He was taken and he was no more. And it says they couldn't find his body. They couldn't find him. So his family, his friends were looking for him. They could not find Enoch and God took him. Now you could make the argument that maybe God took him and buried his body somewhere and just didn't let the family find him. That could be an argument you can make, but there's no scripture to back that up. Uh, It would appear that God just took him and his body went with him. Now. We know that if indeed that's the case, which we can't 100% say is true, but I think it's a very good uh, biblical educated guess, uh, what we can say is, is that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. So his body was either dissolved or trans uh, the new body. It was translated at that point into the new body, and some believe you don't get the new bodies yet, so they would say that couldn't be a viable argument. But either way, it wouldn't be the flesh and blood we know of that went into the kingdom. It would be a changed flesh and blood, even as the body of the Lord, who had different flesh and blood that could walk through walls and all when he resurrected, whole different setup. But we know that his body wasn't found. Now, I said the only true rapture. There's a second, I'll call it, kind of rapture-esque picture, but wasn't true or pure, uh, would be um, Elijah. And remember, God took Elijah. He came and got him. He took him up into the clouds, and he disappeared. He didn't die. He just took him up. And they never found Elijah's body either. So, again, did God take Elijah's body and bury it as well? We know that he wouldn't have just let it fall in the desert because the Bible says to be unburied is a curse. God wouldn't have allowed one of his servants to live under a curse. He would have done something. Either God would have buried him somewhere, which is a possibility, or God took his body as well. We don't know. But either way, those are two examples, and the Enoch example is the one that just kind of just disappeared and gone. In both instances, um, you find no body. And um, and so, again, I would just, you know, say that the, the, the implication is, yeah, our bodies do really go, but I don't know that I would fight anybody theologically over that. Those are your biblical examples I can give you. Now, I will say this as well. I don't think there's any um, biblical evidence that your clothes will be folded. I know that in the, in the but I will say one thing. You know, they they, well, they, show they get movies. that probably from the Lord's clothes. Well, they right? do in, in, the, in the tomb. Yeah. They found the face yeah. thing folded. Yes. However, however. I know what they were trying to do when they did that. I believe the Lord folded his face cloth to show when the disciples came in that, that, that I got up and I, I was here. I folded I did it, it myself. Said, so they would see he was there because if indeed it was going to be all of our clothes folded as they kind of, uh, <laughs> as they did more than intimate, they, they showed in that movie, his, his garment that he was wrapped in would have been folded, but it wasn't. Uh, the scripture indicates it was still in the wrappings, but it was just, Flat. flat. He literally came out of it, and there it was laying flat. It wasn't folded. It wasn't this. The only thing folded, show, which showed his body, walked through those strips that they wrapped his body in when they buried him, just the same way he walks through doors and walls now. Yeah. He took the face thing, folded it to show them, I was here, I did this, he laid it aside. And that's probably where the writers of Left Behind got that. And again, it shows you know kind of a neat, well-groomed Christian, yeah. uh, you know, and all those clothes, whatever, but I don't think there's any legitimacy to that. But, but either way, uh, I hope that helps you yeah. with when you process this. That's the best yeah. I know from Scripture. Yeah, Left Behind had a little literary license there. Yes, yes. All right, uh, Pastor Mark, our next question is from Janelle, and she wants to know, 
Will any unsaved people make it through the tribulation and go into the thousand years? Unsaved yes, people. Yes, I got that. Yes and no. First of all, yes on the fact, will they go through the great tribulation and make it to the very end? Absolutely. Unsaved people will go all the way to the end of the great tribulation, that final seven years, and they will stand there before the Lord. Where do we see that, Janelle? We see that in Matthew chapter 25, when Jesus separates the sheep and the goats. A lot of people mistakenly think that the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25 is God's final judgment of mankind, who's going to get into heaven and who's not. It is not. I mean, it is true to a degree. Those that get into past that judgment will go to heaven, and those that don't pass that judgment will go to hell. So it is true on that level. But that's that Matthew twenty five is at the beginning. Yeah, it's not the final judgment. Yeah, it's at the beginning of the thousand year reign. So why does God do that? Jesus comes. So 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 yes, they'll make it through. But do they get to go into the thousand years? Absolutely not. And here's how we know that Matthew twenty five, it says the Lord will come back at the second coming. He will gather the sheep and the goats, that is, the believers that make it through the Great Tribulation, and the unbelievers that make it through the Great Tribulation. Now, I have to say before I go on, Mark, you said believers in the Great Tribulation? I thought the rapture. Yes, the rapture has already taken place seven years before this. But the Bible says that after the rapture, there will be a lot of people getting saved during the Great Tribulation. So all the believers will go prior to the Great Tribulation, but then a lot of people are going to go, our family and our friends that heard us say all this, and they're going to believe. They're going to get saved. So you'll have believers and unbelievers going through this horrible time on the earth. Jesus, when he comes back in the second coming, will gather them there in Jerusalem. He'll put the sheep on his right, the goats on his left, the sheep, he will say, come ye, blessed of my father, enter into the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. They will go into the thousand year reign. He'll turn to the goats on his left and say, you wicked you know, people, you didn't help me during the great tribulation. And he talks to them specifically about the great tribulation and specifically about not helping the Jews during the great tribulation. He says, you didn't help my people. So that the Jewish people, because yeah. the church is gone. So he's going to take them. They're going to be cast into a Hades, which is a holding tank until, until the final judgment day. And then a thousand years later, at the end of the thousand years, that'll be the final great white throne judgment where all those who were thrown into Hades will stand before the Lord and everyone else throughout time who didn't accept Jesus Christ or the promised coming Messiah, they'll be judged and all thrown into the lake of fire at that point, And then he'll make a new heaven and a new earth and we'll live forever in those. So... Again, great question, and I'm glad I can kind of lay that out, because I'm sure a lot of people have that question. Absolutely. All right, Pastor Mark, our last question comes from Kent, and Kent says, what is the significance of the great relocation in our region slash country? Uh, people have always enjoyed moving to the southeast, but in today's controversial society, I have found more in common with complete strangers compared to my own family. To me, it seems like an orchestrated plan by our creator rather than happenstance that entire families leave generations of roots that were settled in their previous cities. It's similar to many other times God preserved his followers throughout scripture, and it took many generations to see the purpose. Yeah, you're, you know, that's a great point, Kent. I wouldn't say there's any prophetic significance here but i do believe you're onto something uh and i'll tell you my theory i've thought the same thing um and i do believe it's more of a biblical principle or the way that god has worked in the past and may and i'll put may in parentheses because only god knows maybe a way that god is working in our days as well and, and you know mark what do you mean here's what i mean when the nation of israel began to collapse morally and spiritually um there was a division Remember Solomon's son, Rehoboam, 
he came into power, and rather than listening to the older, wiser counselors, he started listening to the younger, more foolish, or less experienced counselors. And, um, and you know, the older, wiser counselor said, look, the, the nation is going through a hard time. Taxes are high. Lower the people's taxes, um, and they'll follow you. They'll be faithful. You can continue leading them. The nation will stay unified. He said, however, if you raise their taxes or keep things the same as they are and do what you're doing, he said, um, then what's going to happen is you're going to cause the nation to divide. And rather than the united nation of Israel, it's going to be the, the divided nation of Israel. And what happened when he, when he did that was is not only did the nation divide into north and south, but a large portion of those that were in the north moved down to the south to get away from the uh, anti-God approach and, and, and that was going on up north. And why do I say that? Yeah, the, the taxes and things were harder down south. However, uh, when Jeroboam went up north with the ten tribes that went with him, they put up two false altars, one in Dan and one in Bethel. And so the nation began even more turning away from God. So the split began when the nation began turning away from God. And then when the split happened, part of the nation turned more away from God. And then the people that were in the more ungodly part of the nation began moving to the south where they were more godly. Now, do you see a parallel here? It's interesting because we're no longer the United States of America. We're now the divided states of America in truth. Maybe about 50-50 or somewhere as far as that goes. Those that really want to honor God more and those that don't want to honor God. Those that are uh, you know more liberal, more conservative. You see this divide taking place. As it has gotten worse in the more anti-God regions, their laws, their oppression, their issues have gotten worse and are driving people out. And people that don't want to live under that oppression and people, Greg, quite frankly, that want to live in a more godly area or a better place to raise their kids are saying, you know what? We're packing up the, the truck and we're moving from from Beverly. Yes. Tennessee is the place you ought to be. That's what they <laughs> you just reverse the Beverly Hillbillies. Yes. Right. And they and that's what, that's what you've got now. So I do. I've noticed this. You're seeing. And he said, as he said, Greg, the astounding thing is, in Israel, they pulled up generational roots, and they moved to the south to get away from the oppression of false, of false teaching, uh, false, all these other things. These guys that are coming here from California and Oregon and Washington State, and those, they're pulling up generational roots. We have one family that moved here. You know that, Greg. Yeah. Almost, almost 70 people. The Oregon Trail family. Almost yes. 70 In people reverse. from Oregon yes. moved here You know, and started coming here to Calvary. I don't know if all 70 of them come or not, but a big chunk of them, as they came and scattered out over Knoxville, that's one family. That's cousins, relatives, whatever. So my point is, you're seeing the same thing that happened. When a nation began to turn from God and implode, they divided. And as a result of the divide, the people begin to move. I think you're seeing the same principle here. As we're turning from God as a nation, we're beginning to implode, we're becoming more divided, and now those who don't want to be in the areas that are more wicked, if you will, they're saying, I don't care how deep our roots are, I don't care how generationally back it goes, we are leaving and we're moving somewhere that we can breathe a little bit and have more freedom. So the same thing is repeating itself that happened with the nation of Israel. I think that's what we see happening, and I think that's the answer. And and Kent, the reason you feel more you feel close to these people that are coming here is what we're seeing is, yeah, there's a lot of believers and unbelievers moving here. But as, as far as the church goes... You're getting the, 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 all these people moving from, from these areas. These are people that know Christ. They know the Lord and they're a blessing. They're coming in here and we know them. They're family and they're blending right in. And it's just, it's a tremendous thing that's taking place. And yes, God is redistributing again. I don't see anything prophetic, but I do see a pattern in this situation. Yeah. 
All right, if you've got a question for Pastor Mark, just visit thewaymedia.net and click on Signs of the Times, and you'll see where you can submit your question. And you are listening to Signs of the Times on WIAMLP Knoxville. This is our weekly broadcast that will turn into podcast 220 that you can enjoy later. Yes, it will transform. That was it turning oh, into you it. You know what? That was mm. it turning into it. You know, that's prophetic, Pastor okay. Mark. All right. Because our next story really is transformative. Aha. Oh, boy. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, this it is. All right. It's time to get into the smorgasbord of yuck, which we call pestilence, plagues, disasters, and uh, heavy helping of corruption. Our first article comes from Fox Business, where it says Google suspends an engineer following claims an AI system had become sentient. That yeah. don't make no sense. Yeah. Now, so what? what is sentient? Okay, that's what a great question. What does all question. of this mean? Let's first of all define sentient. Sentient is the capacity to experience feelings and sensations. Uh, the word was first coined by philosophers in the 1630s for the concept of an ability to feel, derived from the Latin uh, sentientem, to distinguish it from the ability to think. So it's, it's not just thinking like a computer, which they say they can do. It's actually saying they have feelings. So this article, Greg, talks about this new AI system that can not only think, because it already has the computer capability that they're working in, but they're, they're adding more of a human quality. It's becoming more human in that it can think. Now... It'll never be human because it has no soul, right? And this is where we talk about the Bible says a body, soul, and spirit. It, it actually does have a soul in the sense of thinking ability, but not soul in the spirit side. That is something that is 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 eternal with God. But but again, this thing they're saying there's a new AI system which they said was coming down the road, Greg. That now Google's saying, well, this guy Google's saying they've already got it. This is what it says, and we're going to talk about this for a while, because i got to share some of these cool things with our listeners out there that you and I were talking about. But anyway, the engineer claims that the AI, that's artificial intelligence system, um, has the ability to express thoughts and feelings equivalent to a human child. You know, kind of like me. Google has placed an engineer on leave after he claimed an artificial intelligence chatbot had become sentient. And was capable of human thinking and reasoning. So it does encompass human thinking and reasoning, but also includes that feeling side of it, which they don't, they don't mention here in the article as far as the official definition, which makes it even creepier. Blake LeMoyne, who uh, suspend, was suspended last week after he told the company that he believed its language model for dialogue applications, or LAMDA, Lambda, I guess, was a human with rights that may even have a soul. Now, that's not true, but that's his viewpoint. He was reportedly placed on leave for violating Google's Google's confidentiality uh, policies by Lambda. No, he wasn't. It wasn't by Lambda. I'm just kidding. Uh, By the the company. (laughs) Lambda is an an internal Google cloud system used to create chatbots that can mimic human speech. That sounds like some of my old friends. Anyway, uh, (laughs) LeMoyne had been working on the system since last fall and described it as sentient with an ability to express thoughts and feelings equivalent to a human child. And I quote, If I didn't know exactly what it was, which is this computer program we recently built, I think it was a seven- or eight-year-old kid that happens to know physics, he told Washington Post. And Greg, if you go, and and, and our listeners, if you go out there and Google this, um, probably you will answer, but if you go out and Google this, you can read the conversation. 
and it's kind of more than just somebody programming programming in. You know, you know, hey Siri, um, you know, read me a joke. I probably I probably just you know turned on about ten thousand people's phones when I said that. I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, whatever the name of your phone is, you know, hey, play me a joke or whatever, and then it starts playing you a joke or whatever. Yeah. It's more than. I heard your. My, I, I heard your phone. On. She just answered me. <laughs> oh my word! That is too funny, ladies that and was, gentlemen. What we're experiencing right now is prophecy coming to fulfillment. That was Lambda Rider beside right me, and that is so funny. I thought when I said that word, but I won't say again. People have their phones on; they all start talking to them. Just talk to me. That is classic. All right. Anyway, so anyway, um, what's what's amazing about this is is they're saying that these the computerized system and what they're building in. Is so amazing that it will be able to be completely human apart from that eternal spirit. And there, these people believe it could even have eternal spirit. And because the way it works is, it's almost like this: you start it, and it's so intelligent, it grows and develops feelings and thoughts and becomes a, 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 a almost like a living thing, although it's metal and all that. And doesn't have a soul, but they say you won't be able to tell the difference as far as communications and all this. And some of these sci-fi movies you watch where they talk to the robots and C-3PO and R2-D2, it's it's exactly what they're saying. And HAL 9000. Yes, and HAL 9000. It's exactly going to be what this is going to be. And... and Listen, they, it depends on the way this works is, is who writes the code is what it's going to become like. So if somebody writes the code and they don't like God or they don't like Christians or whatever, this thing's going to grow into this big monster, this machine that runs the whole Google company. And eventually they say, well, these machines will take over all companies and depends on who programs them and what code they put in, who they're going to be friendly to and who they're not. And this is gets freaky because... The particular guy they said that did this one is kind of anti-God, anti-Christian. I don't know him, but they're saying the guy that did it is kind of well-known, is kind of out there. And it's become now the the system for the Google company that will now just grow like a child. It's gonna it gets its own intelligence. It will advance. It will move forward. Um, they use these algorithms, Greg, and they say the algorithms of how people function are so predictable that these computers can keep analyzing and processing, processing, and they know exactly every person better than they know themselves. You don't even realize that you're going to be thinking in one hour about that 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 sugar free slush at Weigel's. By the way, it's great. But anyway, um, and it knows that. And it knows you better than what you're going to know in advance based on algorithms of, of billions of people, and they say it's accurate. So do you think that this computer will know to submit to the Antichrist, or do you think it will compete with? Well, remember, you have spiritual power over the computer system through Satan. So the Antichrist will be ruling over it. Uh, I don't think you're going to see it take over the Antichrist because the Bible clears he's going to be the one running the show till the very end. But I think you're going to see a spiritual component of this whole system as it grows and becomes, you know, connected to the spirit realm. And Greg, this is where it gets really even freaky, freakier. There's so much, there's so many amazing things about this. But um, one of the in, in the quantum computer system we talked about beforehand, they admit they don't know how this works, but they'll tell you what it does. Because the computer shows them how, that it did that, and they don't know how it does it. But this quantum computer, which again is even greater than the supercomputers, it's like the ultimate computer of all computing, kind of freaks them out. Because what it does is, if you put, you, you can put these, these algorithms in a supercomputer, they needed to know how to bend, I think it was bend a protein. I think it was bend a protein is what mm-hmm, they were doing. That's what you shared with me. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It was either that or bend a plasma. They were bending something that couldn't be done. They didn't know how to do it. They put it in the supercomputer, and they said, if we put it in the supercomputer, it'll take 100,000 years of calculations, it tells us, but it can do it. Well, we can't wait 100,000 years, right? So they entered it into their quantum 
computer system. They, 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 they say themselves they don't fully understand how it works. And I think it's spiritual. There's something going on that's really weird. It sends it out or into its system, and it comes back out in a few seconds with the answer. And they look at its log, and it spent 100,000 years doing that. And they literally say that somehow they believe it sent it outside of time, did the calculation for 100,000 years, and then sent it back into our time frame in a matter of seconds. And then they had the answer. And they kind of go, this seems supernatural, and we don't know what's happening. It may very well be supernatural. There may be something going on here where Satan is doing something connected to this technology that's going to be connected. I definitely believe, Greg, this is going to be part of the image of the beast that's there on the Temple Mount. It's going to be probably his very image communicating for him, a second him, if you will. As a matter of fact, you know, when you watch these Hollywood movies, Greg, a lot of these guys get this technology and they get it in advance from knowing people and they do movies about it. There's one out now called Self Dash or Self Slash Less that's out there. And the whole premise of the movie is I'm not suggesting you'll see these movies. All of them are horrible. But but I know the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie is you take a biological unit, a human with nothing in it, and they're saying now they can create new hearts and new livers. I mean, they're they're saying in technology they can make bodies. They won't have any spirit. They won't have any soul. But they can make all the organs. Make well, they can make bodies at some point. They believe that. Now they're not doing it yet, but they believe they can do it. And you take one of these made bodies. And they can now, when you're dying, for example, the computer, uh, the, the, the sentient, can, t- can, can run the program of your brain, who you are, run it, and save it on a hard drive. And then when you die, they can take that hard drive and download it into this body that's empty. And Greg Hilt gets back up. Now, it wouldn't be the same Greg Hilt because your soul, as who you are, is gone. You're in heaven. But they're claiming that who you are, I could be right now doing the show. You would be just like the Greg Hilt before, the same programming, the same thoughts, the same brain, the same everything. You would have that, but it wouldn't really be you in there. Now, some of them believe you would be, but we would know from biblically that you couldn't be. That's what that movie's about. So when you see these things, they're just kind of doing what technology's already doing. Um, and that's what some of these people are trying to do. They, some of these, Bill Gates and some of these guys, they're working with the World Economic Forum and this Noval Harari we've talked about. They're, they're trying to download who they are. So they can become eternal beings, that they'll have eternal life without God. Remember Satan said, you can be like God? Mm-hmm. No, you've all know Harari says, we can be like God. He's even saying now, Greg, yeah. and I have recordings of it, you can be greater than God because we can actually program ourselves how we want it to be without God's interfer- interference. There is no God, he says, but he's saying we can be greater than God, which is the voice of Satan. That's the same yeah, voice in the garden. Exactly, yeah. But th- they believe they can now have eternal life somehow, and without God... And just keep reprogramming themselves and put themselves in new biological units, bodies, and carry themselves on. And get this. They, they stated this. Again, no, no Harari. The natural evolution lets the weaker die off. Get rid of all the people that are really, you know, the poor, those that aren't as smart. We need to go to the next level of evolution. And they have a stated goal of, of getting down to something like a billion people over time, killing out seven billion people on the planet, and, and evolving to the next level of human life where you have these people that are smarter, that are still alive, and then when they die, you download who you are into this AI system. They bring you to this computer system where they plug you in and download who you were into this new biological body or even robot body. And you just continue on who you are, and you have eternal life in these things forever. They really believe they can do that, 
And the technology suggests to some degree they can. Even they asked Elon Musk about it. He said, yes, I do believe it will be possible to download. He said, we now know we can actually download your brain. We can copy it. And we can download it into something else. Um, and so you can see what's going on here. But this is what you talk about AI systems. If they can do that with us, they're saying these computers can become so much smarter than us as they continue to get smarter and grow. They'll add to their own intelligence. And eventually, if they are in beings and robots and, and, and control the system by, the, by uh, connected to the net and all that, they can run the world. And they believe eventually they'll take the world over. And so that's why some people, we talked about Elon Musk, when got, the reason he wanted to go to Mars, he wanted to get away from this. They think that one day they'll take everything over. Now, we know that won't happen because the Lord's going to come back. But, I mean, this is just... But this um, is where their goals are. This is amazing technology that's happening. And this AI stuff is freaky. It's exciting. Wow. Um, I got one example. No, go ahead. You no, comment. go ahead. Well, already now, they're saying, and this is the World Economic Forum. If you want to go watch some of their... You can go watch this yourself. Things they're discussing at the World Economic Forum. They're talking about putting uh, basically a chip into every person. We know that. That's biblical. They don't know it's biblical, but the Bible says the Antichrist will cause everyone great and small to take a chip in the right hand or the forehead. They're already talking about it coming under the skin, as you all know Harari talks about. They can come under the skin, and they talk about it for good purposes. We know it'll be used for evil. They'll know all your, your vitals as far as your heart rate, your kidneys, your lung. It'll check all your physical things, keep 100% like, down to the nanosecond of how healthy you are, where you're not. It'll know everything about your life, run every aspect of your life. You walk up to your house, the door opens, you go to your car, it knows where you're going, it programs it in. And the example they used, and I'll give that same example now, they said, for example, your alarm clock may wake you up an hour early and say, good morning, Mark. Uh, I'm sorry to have to wake you up an hour early. I know you're going to be a little extra tired today. But last night while you were sleeping, we noticed three different times irregular heartbeat, which does cause some concern. We have contacted a doctor and already made an appointment for you today. Your, your work has been contacted, and they know you won't be in today as well. Um, and so also we have pre-programmed the map to your doctor. So when you get in your car, you just hit the button, and it will take you there. Oh, and by the way, um, Starbucks knows you. Um, I mean, you're going to be going an hour early to Starbucks. They'll be open. Don't worry. Uh, but we've, we've changed your regular order to a decaf because we know you're having heart issues. So this morning you'll pick it up a little early with your decaf, and the maps will take you out to the doctor. They'll be expecting you and all this that they can do that right now if they can get a chip in you and that is their goal they want everyone to have this these electronics and these things inside of them and so i believe they're going to use this whole this whole vaccination system they're using right now to get everyone used to everybody go along everyone do the same thing when they say, okay, we, are, we all are now willing to go along, all to do the same thing for the betterment of the world, now they introduce this thing that they put in your skin and under your skin that controls all these things. And I mean, there's a lot of cool things about it. Who wouldn't like it? But the reality is, your life is controlled. And they know everything about you because of the algorithms now in AI that predicts every activity. They're going to know, Greg, everything you're doing. And get this. Yuval Harari even brags. He makes it sound like he's putting it out there as a carrot for somebody that wants to take over the world and be a dictator. Because he speaks about it like this. He said, if you're standing before some world, some authority figure, and everyone else is clapping, and and he said, they're going to know right there immediately in real time that you're faking. You don't really go along with this. Matter of fact, you're angry. You don't like them because they can tell by all the media, the readings coming off of your heart rate and what's happening with your blood pressure and your thoughts in your body. And they're going to be able to read, hey, there's a guy out there pretending to like me. He doesn't really like me. Go get that guy. They're going to know because it's under your skin and can, and can detect you. You know, you look at Kim Jong-un. Any, all those people have to fake clap because they're worried he'll kill them. He, he'll be able to know every person that's faking and kill them all right there on the spot. 
I mean, this, guy, this is why this is terrifying technology. Now, if I just made your Friday wonderful, let me add this. Before this can happen, the Lord's going to get his church out of here. This should be exciting for the Christian. This should be terrifying for the unbeliever. But for the believer, this is exciting stuff because we know this doesn't happen before we get out of here. We know that we're not going to take the mark. As a matter of fact, the mark is going to be forced on those that are here during the Great Tribulation. We're going to be gone before then, so we don't have to face this. But Greg, if we are this close to this happening, how much closer to the rapture are we? We should be getting very excited as believers and get ready for the Lord. I think he's coming after us very soon. This is really exciting stuff. Well, here's what AI doesn't know. We are running short on time. I know. We, we may not finish. I, know. I had to take okay. time on that. Here we go. The Daily Mail Online. <laughs> the algorithm would have known. I know. The algorithm has failed me <laughs> on my Where show. Are you, Al? Here. Yes. Okay. Children infected with three viruses at a time because COVID measures have worn down the immune system. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to go quick without talking That's fast. Um, yes. Again, they're thinking what they say in the article is, and I'll just give you a little bit of it. They believe this is probably because of the lockdowns and mask wearing. They said because of wearing masks and being locked down, these children didn't catch the normal viruses they would catch, and now they're catching everything. Yeah. In Hepatitis, we talked yes, about that. in great abundance. Here's the bottom line, guys. Masks are not good for our health, and lockdowns are not good for our health. I hope our nation and our world has learned Learn this. It, we, this is a huge experiment. We we messed up. Let's get it right next time. Oh, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to go fast. Oh, no, well, fantastic. Back to Greg. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, there he is. Thank you. Oh, how regal I feel now. Thank you. Yes. Uh, your robes at the cleaners. Thank you very much. Um, this is from businessinsider.com as we look at the church here on Signs oh, of the goodness. Times. Clergy are helping women travel for abortions as Roe is under threat. Now, that hasn't been ruled on yet, so yeah. what? why are they yeah. acting like it's already there? Well, the article reveals they've already been doing it, okay. even before this came. But now the road's pushing it, and we're going to even do it more. Okay. Greg, these are not real pastors. These are not real churches. Uh, the Bible talks in Second Thessalonians about it falling away in the last days. Romans one thirty one talks about people being without natural affection. They'll kill their own children. Yeah. Uh, these, listen to this. It says, every two weeks, a group of 20 people board a flight in Dallas, Texas, escorted by a member, uh, supposed to be a pastor, and go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, for a day trip to a clinic so they can all get their abortions. It's the, it's the most horrible thing I've ever heard. It's the first Unitarian Church in Dallas. Anyway, these are not real believers. They're basically saying that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, we're losing a fundamental right for abortion. But let me put this in biblical terms. They're saying they're, they believe they have a fundamental right to murder because the Bible says it's murder. And they're saying, we have a fundamental right to murder, and we're going to fight for our fundamental right to murder, and if we have to, we're going to take people in the name of God for their fundamental right to murder. God has nothing to do with this, and God will judge it. Shame on them, woe to them, how sad this is, but that's the reality of the world we live in today. And again, look for a real church and real pastors and those who believe the word of God. Don't believe these false teachers in the last days. All right, Christian Headlines is reporting that Rick Warren's church remains in the Southern Baptist Convention for now after a debate over female pastors. Now, what most people yeah. may not know, Rick Warren is retiring, he's stepping down. Andy Wood and his wife, Stacy, yeah. supposed to be co-pastors, yeah. uh, are going to take over the church officially, Saddleback Church in California, in September. Yeah. So, But in the meantime... So he decided on his way out to just um, yes. um, send, send, everything the church, send the church in a false direction. Yeah. This is sad to me. You know, there's been concerns about Rick Warren uh, for many years and, and even more concerns where some things recently I won't get into. I'm not trying to uh, attack somebody. I'm just saying he's doing some things here. And, and here's the bottom line. 
Uh, he remains in the Southern Baptist congregation for now, it says, but he's ordaining women. And they said, look, their official statement is, and I quote, while both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of pastor is limited to men. It's qualified by scripture. And again, that comes out of uh, the book of Timothy. And Greg, here's the thing where people are messing up. This is becoming more of an or more and more of an issue. And I won't get too sidetracked so we can finish everything. But they're trying to make it a theological issue that women should be able to teach and be pastors, et cetera, and this kind of thing. The Bible forbids it very clearly. You know, it's, it's forbidden in Timothy. And, and, and again, we talked about it maybe just recently in the last couple of weeks. But I want to add to this. It is not a theological issue. It is a consequential issue. It's a consequence of the fall. Uh, one of the consequences of the fall for men was is now we have to work by the sweat of our brow. The consequence to the earth is the earth is now going to grow thorns. One of the consequences to women is they'll now be pain in childbirth. But Paul says, here's the reason I don't let a woman be a pastor. Because Adam and Eve in the garden, Adam was deceived and Eve wasn't. He says that there in Timothy. So what he's saying is, it's not a theological debate it is a consequence of the fall. It doesn't mean that women are lesser. It's not even something to discuss theologically. It is one of God's given consequences. It would be like saying, I broke my leg, but now I don't have to limp. I'm sorry. It's a consequence of a broken leg. I'm going to limp till it heals. You were saying Eve was deceived and Adam Did I say wasn't. it backwards? I, you might okay. have. Yeah, Eve was yeah. deceived, it says, and not yeah. Adam. Okay. Um, but the bottom line is, is that when you look at this issue of female pastors, it is forbidden by Scripture. Rick Warren is wrong. He's leading his church as he steps out in a wrong direction, and many others to look him to leadership. So uh, shame on him. Uh, and, and also, the bottom line is, is that it's a consequence issue. It is not a theological issue. Yeah, I saw his speech to the SBC convention, and he basically came out and said, hey, this is a secondary issue. Why are we arguing about this? Why aren't we keeping the main thing the main thing? Well, and let me this just answer that. Well, said. let me answer that. The main thing, do you think that God's authority structure for his church is the main thing? Yeah, I, would, I, I know. I, would I know you do. I'm saying yeah. absolutely. He's yeah. saying that God's authority structure and God's word is not a main thing. Yeah. And listen, if we drop parts of Scripture, we might as well drop it all. Yeah. And I say, you know what? This is one of those times where sometimes Paul named names in Scripture. I don't have a problem naming him right now. I, I think he's in. I, I'm not saying he's not a brother in the Lord. Right. I'm not saying. Way, I'm saying he's wrong here, and he's leading portion of the church in a wrong direction. It needs to be called out. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, let's get into some weird stuff, I guess. This is from Newsweek. Prince Charles is being mocked for backing a crazy climate change face mask, not for himself, yeah. but for cows. Yeah, I think that, you know, keeping the cows six feet apart has been hard. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is keeping the masks purified has been really hard. They're in the pastures. No, again, they're pasteurized. Me, and yeah, there you go. Now, it's not really for the kind of thing we were wearing masks for. But, Greg, we heard about they believe that when, when cows pass gas, it hurts the environment. But how's that affect a face mask? No, it's their breath. Oh, jeez. L- listen to this. If this was the case, well, let's just read the article and stop. Prince Charles has been mocked for backing a climate change initiative that would see a proportion of methane emitted by cows converted into CO2 and water vapor via special catalytic converter fitted masks. Catalytic converter or mask. Uh, now, you can imagine the robbery. Catalytic converters, yeah, I know they're, they're worth a lot of money. Yes. And so it's not cow tipping now. It's uh, it's cow stripping, and it's uh, taking their blood. It's robbery. It's you know it's it's uh, drive bys. You know, get the cow. Anyway, yes. there's a lot of stake here. The award, <laughs> the award, which is open to students and alumni of Britain's Royal good. College of Art, was given to four recipients by the prince at a special <laughs> event during which the winners spoke with him about their projects. Broadcaster Sophie Kokorin took to Twitter to voice her disbelief. I'm with you, Sophie. 
Uh, over the project, writing this, and I quote, Prince Charles backs face mask device for cows that catch methane emissions in order to stop climate change. Climate change, face mask for cows. What world are we in? This guy is her next king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. My. Listen, and this is a great way to finish the show, Greg, because yeah. we talked about it. And we'll get in some of the shows. We're going to talk about this in more detail. And I'm going to talk about some on Sunday. But here's where we are. We now live in a world where reality no longer exists. People have ignored reality for their emotions. Men are not men anymore. Women are not women. Um, you know, no matter what the chromosomes say, just ignore it. Um, science doesn't matter. Uh, science, you know, the, again, what do they say? Facts don't matter. We have our own. I mean, this is what we expect, and it's going to get worse and worse. The God says that men will walk in greater and greater deceit yeah. in the last days till Christ comes back. The key is let's make sure we know Jesus yeah. so that we go when he comes for his church, which I believe is very soon. Absolutely. And very soon, Pastor Mark is going to be partaking in a chocolate bunt cake all by yes, himself. Yes, Creating a tummy ache, uh, tummy <laughs> ache, but he'll be happy doing it because today's his birthday. So anyway, guys, have a great weekend, and we will see you back here next Friday at 1.30 as we continue to, to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's word as signs of the times. Oh,